just a quick disclaimer that this was filmed before the Aaron Rodgers trade. So some of the content might be a little bit outdated. But we still have some fantastic breakdowns and some great analysis. So we hope you enjoy that. Thank you. Thank you everyone for coming. Um for hopping on this soon. Um as we just went through before, um we do have a little bit of a structured agenda. Um so our first item is all about the Jets, which is ultimately what we're here for. Um so yeah, I just want people's thoughts on who the Jets should draft of thirteen. Will we be drafting of thirteen? Um I was just thinking earlier, it's a bit of a awkward discussion card really because we just we don't know we don't know if we will be picking a 30 will we have our two second round and so it's very much all hypothetical at the minute um so yeah if anyone wants to start you can need to talk about really clear uh, play you really want to draft you can talk about our positions of need um who we should be looking at what you know is it do we trade up are we trading down um yeah it's an open floor so who wants to start <laughs> I think my controversial take, which I'm really scared is going to actually happen, is that they end up trading for in for Rogers. And I'd hate it to happen, but the more and more kind of rumors there are and people talking about it, I think there might be some truth behind it. I'd absolutely hate it, but I think it's not impossible. So I don't think the Jets, possibly the Jets won't be picking in the first round. And like I said, I would really hate that. But I think as it gets closer to the draft and people get a bit more desperate, it could be likely. My West Country brother, I do not think that's going to happen at all. <laughs> Once you have the Packers GM coming out saying they don't need a first round pick, he's saying expectations for his fan base. Um, I, I think we're going to be picking at 13. Um, I always want to see us move back. I got into that last time. But assuming we don't, um, would want either Paris Johnson or um, Broderick Jones. Either of two, really, really, really happy. Um, so, so for me, Broderick Jones all the way. Um, I, mean, I like I like Paris Campbell a lot, but um, there's just something about Broderick Jones. He's just a nasty blocker. Um, but he's played a lot of football. He's he's not been injured. He looks pretty sturdy. I think Campbell could be in the kind of next great. Like left tackle, um, but I think Broderick Jones is your day one really good start. Just to ship in here, I think the worst case situation, sorry, the worst case, the worst case possibility is 13 and 15 stop around, but even still, I don't think that really impacts us terribly. Um, and I have very recently got onto the JSN train, pick a wide receiver you are. Um, and I tell you why, like, I think. I, I wasn't all that in on OBJ, but then it seemed like we were kind of really seriously going with him. And it makes me think, well, we want to add a ride receiver somewhere, right? JSN has a, a lot of hype about him. If he's there at 13, I think that's a real possibility. And like, ah, it's exciting, right? Like, uh, we always look back at the Bengals when they took Jamar Chase and everyone questioned whether that was the right pick at the time. And I think now in hindsight, it was. My God, give Aaron Rodgers another weapon. Why not? Like, it'd be exciting. He might get hit a few times, but it'd be exciting. I, I wouldn't hear it. I gotta be honest. Next year, Marvin Jones Jr. is coming out, who is already my draft crush for next year. I think he's going to be one of the best wide receivers. Marvin Jones. Yeah, he's going to be one of the one of the 
I think, best wide receiver prospects in a long time. Uh, same scored and stuff like that. Um, I don't think wide receiver is a massive, massive need. It's always good to have more weapons. It's always good to have lots of receivers and stuff like that. I think O-line's a much bigger need than wide receiver, but at the same time, if they draft a playmaking wide receiver, I'm, I'm never going to be mad about it, you know? If that wouldn't be the flipping over my coffee table at 2 o'clock in the morning or whatever time the draft's on situation, that would probably be if they take a free safety at in the first round, that would be my flip in the coffee table situation. Back-to-back safeties again. Hey, if in first round we take Brian Branch, in the second round we take uh, Jay and Brown, I'd be really happy. But I've got to go back a little bit for Branch. Yeah, Brian Branch, he's... The thing is, I'm not entirely convinced he's an all-out free safety. He played no, I agree with a lot of nickel. He played a lot of... He, he's kind of a hybrid between quarterback and free safety. Do we need another quarterback? Uh, there, there's always good to have quarterbacks, but there are three good starters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't like it at all. I gotta be honest. And I quite like this. There's some safeties I kind of like in the maybe in the late second, third round as well. I don't know. I mean, for all I know, maybe like Joe Douglas is just gonna roll with. Two strong safeties in Whitehead and Clark. Well, we can't. Um, yeah, we shouldn't do that. But you know, it's, at the moment, they're giving a lot of money to two strong safeties. So either they're thinking they're going to start, or one of them soon to be gone, and it would have to be Whitehead, which yeah. who I would have come already. Ruthless. <laughs> yeah. He's making ten million a year, you know, for a strong safety when we've already got another starting strong safety on the roster. It just seems. Seems bad business to me, but you never know. Um, my 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 draft crush is a free safety, uh, Shia Brown. I would actually take him at the back end of the first round, which is my also maybe slightly hot take. Um, but if the Jets can take him at forty two or forty three, I would be so happy. I love yeah, that. At forty two, I'd be I'd be really happy. Even if like some of the best center prospects are on the board, I'd be okay. You know. Into both one center, one Jair Brown. So I'm yeah. yeah. I actually think it's the center that I think is best for the jet scheme and how they run it and the kind of their blocking schemes is um, Whitler out of a high state. And he's probably going to go end of the second, maybe even third round. So why not? I, I like Mitchell, Mitch, Mitchell Schwartz a lot, but I just don't think he's a good jet fit. Who's Mitchell, Mitchell Schwartz? Is it in his paper that? He's just like he's less fluid in, in his movement. He's a kind of an old school kind of blocking center, which is great, but in a in a kind of zone run scheme which involves lots of women and stuff like that. I think Wickler's gonna be the the person that's more kind of the Jets type of center. What'd you make of Tipman? I'm not sure. I, I can't. The the other ones, like Avila, Tidman, I'm not sure. Avila looks awesome, but he's he's huge. He's he's, he's I think they, they said that it, um, he'd be the second biggest center that's played in the league since 2000 or something like that. And when you run a blocking scheme that needs guards, to pull, uh, needs centers to pull, needs movement, you need to pick up blitzes and stuff like that. 
I don't think it's he's. I don't think either of them will be a great fit for for the Jets, especially not um, Avila Tipman. I'm just completely out on it. It's the one I keep looking at it. I keep looking at him. I see people that have gotten rated really high, people that have gotten rated really low, and I'm kind of I, I don't really know in between the two. I can't decide if I like him or I don't like him. There's some plays where he looks great. There's some plays where he looks completely lost, and I'm not sure which which will be the real case when he transitions into the professional uh, the professional league. No, do you think at so? I mean, a lot of mock drafts that have been out there. They tend to, and it's not all, but this is a generalization. They tend to have us taken a tackle at 13, whether that's Gronsky, Jones, Johnson, even right. Um, do you think that's the default kind of position at need that, um, that the Jets will go into the draft thinking, right? If there's, um, it's not a serviceable tackle, but if there's a tackle that they have, they rate that they'll, go for that over every other position? Do you think that'll be their the tactics? Or do you think it'll be strictly best player available? How do you think the Jets are going to look at this in terms of positional need and value going into the draft? For me, tackles the, apart from maybe free safety, but tackles the big question mark on the roster. Every single tackle that is on the roster at the moment has a question mark, you know, Beckton's injuries, Mitchell's blood clots was it last year? You know, um, and even then he was he wasn't terrible, but he he looked like a rookie and looked like a mid round rookie. Um, Brian's age, you know, it's probably going to be his last season. Everything's a question mark at the moment. There's no, we don't have two starting tackles. We we could say that maybe Beckton will be good again and he can play on the right or he can play on the left. Maybe Mitchell will step up, but after playing not even half a season, you know, everything's a question mark. And there's no player that you can look at on the Jets roster at the moment and say, that's definitely a week one starting tackle. And you need two of them. So that's never a good position to be in. And you need to protect your quarterback, whether it's Aaron Rodgers, Zach Wilson, Ryan Tannehill, or just some dude they find on the street. <laughs> you got to so, take. Um, so yeah, if there was one of the... If Broderick Jones was there for in Paris Campbell, I'd run the pickup. I wouldn't even question it. I'd take my favorite out of the two with our Joe Douglas and I'd run the pick and no, no questions about it. I think knowing Joe Douglas as well and how much he loves his own line, I think it'd be, I think the majority of people will suspect us going to tackle. But I genuinely do think the only reason the Rogers trade hasn't happened at the moment is because we're waiting to see who's there at 13. Or at least the Packers are waiting to see who's there at 13 and we kind of switch those picks. I believe that probably the way forwards for, for Douglas and the Jets, best player available. I think it doesn't matter what position, provided they're not obviously a quarterback or whatever. Um, because for us to still have not made that trade must mean that that first pick or at least something on draft days up for grabs. Because why, why would it be waiting? Why is it almost a certainty now that Rogers isn't traded until draft day? or afterwards like to me something's happening with that first team pick i don't think we stay there and uh and i think i'm touching on, on what both mark and rob were saying earlier about the the good players of that 42 43 range i don't think there's any players that are that great in this draft like there's no one that like, kind of stands out there's not that much top talent there's much more value at the back end 
of that first round, in my opinion, anyway, than there is at that 13 pick. Now, obviously, if Paris Campbell's there, you probably run that pick up. But I mean, to be honest, I'm not in love with anyone at the top end of that draft. I don't think there's anyone that, that's that great. No one excites me. Like, it's been an underwhelming draft build-ups to the truth. Apart from Rogers, there's no one that's that exciting. So I think best player available, but I'd be still very surprised if we hold that 13th pick on the line. Yeah, yeah they kind of threw it away. Yeah, I was just going to say, sort of going back to Mark's point about the need on the offensive line, it's a little bit worrying even relying on this draft bus because there's no Aquanu in this draft. Even the best tackles in this draft, I worry about them being a day one starter. I really would. I think they'll probably be okay mid-season, maybe, but even if one who struggled with the first two or three games of last season, and none of these tackles in this class are anywhere as good as he was. I don't know. Like like I said, Broderick Jones will be put him in the left tackle week one, and I'd expect him to stay there for the next 10 seasons. And um, I just like him as a player. I think he's a good quality player. He, he's got good fundamentals. His... When he when he's in passing sets, his kick slide is beautiful. He's so quick. He's so balanced. He keeps his hips low. He's got really really violent hands. He when he hits the the um, rush, you see them kind of recoil a bit. It's just it's beautiful the way he blocks. I really really like watching him play. I think he's he is what I like in the tackle, tackle prospect. He's got everything. He's got the size. But he's not too big. He's got the weight. He's not too heavy. He's just got good fundamentals. Good. Yeah. He looks solid. And that is exactly what you want in a left tackle. He carries his weight beautifully. He, he, he's sculpted. It's actually, I'm very envious. You know, he, he's, he's carrying this weight. He can shift. He can move. It is actually remarkable to see how good he is at this. Um, I don't know if he's plug and play individually though to go to Andy and he's probably like I think he will take him a little bit of time I think Skoronsky will fit plug and play very very quickly but I don't think he's a nice scheme fit for us he's going to suit a couple of the teams that's drafting ahead of us really really well and I don't think he'll be there when, when we're picking but I think he's he's good too I just don't think on the move he's as good as the other two guys are but I think Paris Johnson is probably the best of the three uh, and I think he's the best for us, but I do really like Roderick Jones as well. But I, I think Paris Johnson is going to be brilliant as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate Campbell to. I'd be really happy with that pick. I just don't think he'll be on the board when the Jets pick. Um, I think he's probably going top ten. Um, Skronsky, I think maybe he'll end up dropping a bit because teams will want to see him as a guard. He's a little bit smooth for a tackle. But then he's got all that tape of him playing tackle at a really good level. So at what point do you stop looking at the measurements and just go, okay, this guy can play tackle, let him play tackle. But yeah. I think if he does move to guard, he'll be one of the best guards in the NFL for a long roll type. Um, but yeah, I, I I think he'll still possibly be on the board, but I think if, if Broderick Jones, Campbell, someone like that's on the board, the Jets will go for them. They just they just look like the kind of tackles that the Jets would go on. Kind of slightly bigger, but not too big. Kind of the opposite to Beckham, I think. After drafting Beckham with all the injuries, they'd be scared of a, a mammoth kind of tackle. Um, I think those two kind of suit, the, suit what the Jets would want in a tackle. 
uh, Skronsky. I think he's going to be a bit later, maybe probably the pick after the Jets or something like that. But either, any team that picks him is going to get a hell of a play. And... My, my secret hope is that Jalen Carter falls. <laughs> we'll deal with that nonsense. Give me that. Start a yeah, really player that, you know, he's, like... He's in completed his degree. Oh. That'll, come, that'll come to our, uh, our players we love and hate later on, don't worry. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's on the list. It's on the list, don't worry. Um, maybe a bit of a hypothetical, I suppose, Jalen Carter, coming to this. We've had a lot of discussion on tackles, and that's a brilliant breakdown by um, Rob and Mark there. So assuming that Skoransky, Jones, Johnson, who, like, I would say consensus top three tackles, are off the board by the time 13. Where would you look to now? So the names that I've got that potentially we could look at is the position is edge. Um, I think it's a very deep um, edge class. And so I've got Miles Murphy, Lucas Van Ness, um, and then you've got DT, Kalaja uh, Kansi, um, his stocks rising massively over the past couple of weeks. And then our favourite, Nolan Smith. So obviously it seems like there's a lot of... Um, Defensive talent um, that we can't, that you know, we'll probably, I'm assuming at least one of them will be available at 13. Where would you go? So maybe with some of those names mentioned, um, position wise, what what would be your train of thought there? My pick would be Van Ness of all of them. But yeah, edge is really important, really, really important. Um, but like you said, there's a deep class. And I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but the guy from Army as well, he's, um, he's, he's not going to be in the first round, but he looks really, really good edge rusher. I was watching some stuff with him the other day. Um, players from Army don't get drafted highly, but he could be, you know, end of the second, third round guy. And he's a kind of person that I'd, I'd like the Jets to draft, and I really can't remember his name on my phone's too far away. But um, I'll Google it later. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd be disappointed if there was no tackle there and we'd have to start looking at edge. Um, edge is really important, but you, you've got a lot of... You've got people already on the Jets that can rush the pass, so you've got Quinnen, you've got Lawson, you've got Huff. You know, there's, there's only so many snaps that can go around, and after picking a first-round edge rusher last year, would we pick another first-round edge rusher this year? I don't know. Um, at the same time, you know, the whole thing about football is you protect your quarterback and you get to theirs. So if you can add more talent that can get to the quarterback, why not? But I'd be a bit disappointed just because of the lack of tackle. But, you know, it's never a bad thing to have talented players to a roster. My favourite pass rusher there, I mentioned it last time, is Nolan Smith. Uh, he's my number four. Three pass rushers in the draft. I'm assuming Tyree Wilson's gone, and I'm assuming mm-hmm. Will Anderson goes very, very early. Um, but <clears throat> in our scheme, that speed—if you can teach him how to use his hands—it would be beautiful. Especially as you're going to rotate um, that coming off on third, de- coming into third downs. You got maybe Huff and Smith. He'd be the fastest pairing of edges in the whole league. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what are some big boys trying to get hands on those? It's going to be really difficult. Actually, I think the player I like the most, I've already mentioned, uh, is Brian Brunson. Uh Play him in the slot. We would have an easily the best secondary in the league. And the game the game is won in the passing game. Uh, and it, if we, we're aiming to create 
as as dynamic of a defense as possible. You know, everyone always focuses on the line, but the best secondary is every bit as important uh, as the best D line is. Yeah, I, I branch I like, but I can couldn't see the Jets picking the thirteen. Um, I wouldn't want the Jets picking the thirteen. You know, I think they need to go trades back quite away to for him to be in the conversation. I branched my number seven long QB in the draft. Yeah, I think brilliant. <laughs> well, where where would you play him? You play him just full time and free safety? No slot. Play him in slot. Just have five DBs at all times. That's yeah. Thing, thing is, I really like Mike Carter in the slot, and um, at that point, yeah, it, it's it's hard because you you want really like top end talented players at every single position, but you just can't because the salary cap. Although we often joke that it's a complete myth, it does exist to some extent, and you've got to get the players into the team and a really high pick at free safety just seems like a massive luxury pick to me but then again if they do draft him he becomes a complete ball hawk and he lops out in the secondary completely then I eye my words by happily because uh, safety uh, every time a QB throws a ball deep I have a small like I start to have palpitations or something with the Jets but it's been a long time though since they've had like a really good free safety we had a the years of Marcus May and all that, but he, he could be up and down. So, yeah, it's been a long time. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I just can't, can't get behind a, a safety yet. But, I mean, maybe if they drafted back into the 20s and took him, uh, if they traded back into the 20s and got him, that would be okay. But all the tackles are gone, give me JSM. Come on. Give, let's, make, let's make this team exciting, you know? Like a, a wide receiver core of, of uh, JSN, Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard, Mika Hobbin, like, that is electric. Like, I don't care if our secondary is missing safety. This win game is 45-40. Like, and like, I, I just, I think Rogers with that level of a receiving call would be so excited. So, who cares about defense? Thinking wide receiver too, though. Jordan Addison will still be on the board. That's who we should be taking. Back to hot turn. Let's call the start early. I like it. I like it. Um, so would anyone reach for Darnell Wright? Um, pretty much consensus for offensive tackle on the board. Um, but I have seen him mocked high than 13. Um, would anyone do that? Or is it a case of, as we've talked about, maybe going for JSN or you know a defensive player? What, what would people think if we did go for Wright at 13? Daniel Jeremiah loves it. I'm not sure he is consensus for. I think for a long time, a lot of people have talked that way. But I know that, as Robert's about to say, Daniel Jeremiah has had him quite high. And it's sure as Brian Balding has got him with number one tackle on his board as well. Yeah. So Daniel Jeremiah is his second going. I always follow Daniel Jeremiah. Now we have Joe Douglas because they came from the same school of how to draft and it seems to be that whenever Daniel Jeremiah has someone highly ranked so do we um, so I, I really do wonder if if that's the way we go in um, he's a big boy right there's Anton Harrison as well he's kind of up there mm. in, in the general top five who's more of what I'd think would be a Jets kind of what they're looking for at tackle he's very quick he moves very well and stuff 
Um, either would be a reach, I think. But yeah, I, I for to me, he's he's probably four. Uh, he's probably tackle four. But yeah, it would be a reach. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't be too annoyed. Um, you're addressing a position of need with a pick. It's a premium position in the NFL, you know. Even whether it be left tackle or right tackle, now they're both, you know, they're both premium positions. Because if you play the Browns, the right tackle's got to block uh, Miles Garrett. You know, it's not, it's not an easy thing to do. So I think both, um, both tackle positions have become really like premium positions now, and you need two good tackles. Um, so I, I think if they reach a bit so for one of those, I wouldn't be mad. Um, it's kind of hard this year. This year uh, I think they did the, what a general consensus is this is one of the weaker drafts for, for a while. And uh, yeah, it's it's kind of hard to get hyped about the 13th overall pick because, you know, I'm, I'm not sure, apart from the tackles that I love, if anyone else is, if they take anyone else down, I'm probably not going to be too hyped about it. It's not going to, I'm not going to be cheering if they don't get Campbell or Jones, you know. So, are you saying it's trade down season? It, it should be. I, I'm just saying, like, I, I missed Rob Wanser here. Um, but yeah, it, it probably in that point, it probably will be. But who would trade up? Who would people? Who would people be trading up for? That's a good point. Um, yeah, it's a bit of certainly from the Jets' perspective, and we mentioned this um, on our last poll. It, it it does feel like a bit of a weird draft, um, and it's not a case of that all. Oh, we're picking roll or more than what we hoped. Like we're right in the middle ish of the path. Um and we've done that previously and there seems to be a bit more excitement, but I think with the Rogers trade up in the air still and yeah, it does seem to be it sounds harsh, but I suppose the lack of quality, um and lack of exciting players, especially offensively in the first round. Um it does seem like it's a bit more subdued. Don't know if anyone agrees. Um but just a last word on the first round before we we're not gonna go around drive how and um just before we talk about, you know, second and below. Um are there any players that if the Jets took at thirteen you would absolutely despise the wrong move? Is there, is there anyone that you just want to avoid at all cost at thirteen? If they panic and pick one of the kind of not consensus top two, top three quarterbacks because they don't think they're going to get Rodgers. I'd probably hate that. Um, yeah, I, I would really hate that. <laughs> but apart from that, no, I don't think there's anyone that there's, there's no prospect that's kind of graded first round outside of QBs that I think is going to be a, a disaster. Um, although if we drafted Bijan Robinson, I'd have a heart attack. Oh yeah, he was. I saw a mock. I saw a mock, and I posted it in our group chat. Um, yeah, and we are the mock of Robinson. I'm not sure if those bored because I feel like analysts at this stage get bored and just mock yeah. people for the sake of mocking people. I think because that would be the worst. Day one, Duncan. No, no, no. I was, I was saying, I think that you get into sort of silly season where you can always find anything at the mock and they're just clicking from then and the sawing there oh, we're going to trade down to 15 spot 15 with the, the Washington you want we'll leave this at 13 or something like that obviously not 15 like a bit further down and you just think um, 
I don't know. I feel, I feel for me, I felt there's a big jigsaw puzzle to put in place. And I think it's probably what it seems a lot more complex than normal. I mean, I think just I uh, joined, and I appreciate I probably missed a first sort of part of it, the best half hour, but like, you know, someone mentioned like Jermaine Johnson. Again, I, you know, he's obviously got so much potential, but if they're not sold and they, you know, maybe they, they're not completely sold on him, do they, do they feel like they need that? First to not go offensive tackle, I think it needs to be another player that they're not completely sold on to fill that need. But I really, I, you know, I don't have the answer. I don't know what's that. I personally don't feel wide receiver is acquired unless we've traded down. But again, it's, I think that if you took, I think I probably would get caught up in the, caught up in the moment. If you took JSM, I'd probably like a mini fist pump and be like the guy that claimed <laughs> we'd, we'd got our QB when we, when we traded Hackenberg, when it went in for Hackenberg. So, um, no, I think I'd probably get carried away with it, but I don't see Robinson at all. Again, unless, unless we're totally win now and the Hall's not there, but that's it. That's it. That's the only avenue I can see. We, we'd even contemplate it. I think you'll go to the Eagles. Don't know why. Uh, I think Dolphins, but I think that was a question on the on the draft seat. I think I think Dolphins. Though. I was going to join and say, "You're right, Bills matching." I was going to. I even laughed to myself. I was about to join about that. Got it. Um, I did uh, another thing about like the jigsaw. I do think that there's some weird teams up there, like the Raiders, do weird things. So if the Raiders go Levis, is it seven they're out or something? I think that that might open up one of you know the Jones, one of the three attempts of tackles. I think you know, I think the Raiders do something weird. Then I think we stay put. I can see the, maybe the first couple of picks going to be obvious, and then it look, it's almost like you know who who saw Stingley go ahead of Souls last year type thing and you get the feeling watching like the Jets reaction you didn't expect they didn't expect Souls to be there always so it'd be in, it'd be interesting if the Raiders do something weird which then allows us to get someone we're really really high on but again it's a jigsaw I'm trying to think if there's any player that I would absolutely hate um, and I the, the only time I think in recent memory that I've literally completely lost it with a Jets pick was when they took Kelvin Pryor and they took in the first round of Bobby Kitten. It can cover that. There's, I don't think there's anyone that they could take in, in this first round that would make me feel as kind of depressed as when they took Calvin Bryant. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think it. I think it might be okay. I don't know. I, I can't, yeah, I can't think of anyone that would just. I just lose it. I think. Yeah, I think. I, I'm. I'll be honest. I'll hold my hand up. I don't. And I will laugh about the sort of. You know, I've looked at defensive tackles, but I don't know enough to really go into it too much. But you know, some obvious. We're not going to go for that. Is it the tight end May or anything like that? I mean, unless you know, we're just not going to make that type of move. I don't think. Um, I think I think it'll be either the offensive tackle or trade down. Oh, I was just going to say. I think the one thing that would I'd be most disappointed than anything else is if we just completely trade that thirteen pick, and then that's that's where I I, I don't think there's enough people, enough players that I love or hate enough to be there that I'm like, ah, oh, terrible pick. But if we get rid of that 13, more than anything, just for Packers fans, just non-stop running. <laughs> like, yes. Uh, I think for, I think that's, I think that's the word. That's the thing I'd hate the most. If I've stayed up till about 3am at that point and then we're not even pick. Yeah, I, I, this is going to be the first time in a long time I 
don't intend to watch the first round of the draft because I'm worried that will happen. And um, also, I've got to get up for work the next day. So um, I'm probably going to miss watching the first round live this year because yeah, I'm I'm worried that will happen. And also, last year's first round was just devastating for, for my sleep schedule and all that with all the trades and that inside. So slightly moving on, still with the Jets and the draft. Um, so day one's finished, it's done. We picked whoever we picked and we go on to rounds two to seven. Uh, well, what strategy, if you were Joe Douglas, Robin Sather, what strategy would you have going into day two and three? And obviously it depends a lot on what happens with 30 and who we draft or whatever. Um, but are there any players, you know, if we still, um, picking, uh, two in the second round, which I'd be very surprised at, to be honest. Um, but who, is there anyone who catches your eye or is there any depth in later rounds that you really want us to attack? Um, I know, just let's hear your thoughts on how we should prepare for the rest of the draft after round one, please. I really like that. I say really fair, yeah, I don't, I'm no scout, but I, I get the feeling that there would be happiness if we went for that Michael Schmitz at the right place, as in as in centre. But obviously, that relies heavily on whether we get Jones, isn't it? And but then that's all. It's all gone quiet. He's, um, you know, just looking. I've seen, um, I've seen that Antonio Johnson safety mock to us later on, um, sort of a bit later on. But uh, you know, is it? Are you talking about the 40s? I think I read that we had that. Um, took him in one of the in the the drafts that's going on at the moment. Obviously, the real the real draft. And um, I, I took him that uh, the Tuli uh, Tupelo to the edge from USC. Yeah. Or just, and I saw I didn't we have dinner with him or something. I read like just one of those sort of like notes. So it's obviously and he's like a second round pick. See what seems to be you now he's in that sort of category. So you wonder it's. But Douglas has got this history of moving to the back end of round one. We did it twice, or it's not necessarily the back end. So he moves up a bit. So if you really like someone thinks you're going to go, I think you can make that move. But again, I really feel very far behind on prep because I. Yeah, there's there's a couple of guys I quite like at the back end, kind of end of round two, start of round three. Uh, the tackle from Syracuse, Matthew Bergeron. Um, I really like him. I think he's probably going to go late round two, early round three. Um, like I said, Whipler, the center from Ohio State as well. So he's put for me, he's the perfect kind of candidate for a jet center. Um, and I think whereas the draft's not massively top heavy, there's not a lot of really like elite prospects. I think there's good depth throughout the middle rounds, and I think um, at that point you can just can find some decent players. Um, I wouldn't be mad if they managed to keep two second round picks. Cause I think they could do a lot with them. And you, despite the Jets' history of massively flopping on any second round pick, um, but yeah, I, I think that there's especially in the O line, there's players that can be had in the second round. Um, there's Edge guys that are going to drop into the second round that that look good. Maybe they're not day one starters, but they're guys that maybe in their second or third years can start to make a bit of noise, get some sacks and stuff like that. So I I, I wouldn't 
I'm hoping the Jets can somehow keep their two seconds. I don't think they will. Um, if they can, I think there's players to be had. And especially, I keep saying it, but we're playing our, our highest stakes. And Rose is my guy. I, I think he's brilliant. I really like him. Yeah. So, I mean, my opinion on this is we can trade both of those picks because that second round guys really does feel real at the moment. Like, I was convinced with Elijah Moore and Brees Hall that that second round guys had gone and that Elijah Moore has just gone and gone off the rails. Um, but no, in all seriousness, I think having two picks next to each other at the top end of the second round is actually a real luxury because you can essentially go best player available and then a need back to back and know for, you know exactly who you're going to be at stake in, in whatever sport you want. I think a centre Wickler or Auschwitz is, is a need there if they're both there. Um, what, do we even have a centre on the roster at the moment? Like, I mean, it's you need to kind of... Yeah, they've uh, got a part-time centre. Um, got like family from Met Metzer, the the guard centre, but he's never been really a, a starting centre in his career. Yeah, exactly. So, so you need someone there, and then I just say at that top round you go with with whoever you can, you know, um, like whoever's the best, best player, yeah. just take them. Yeah, that, that's the thing. I think the Jets could be. This is all Rogers dependent because if they don't get Rogers, then the whole thing's a mess. If they get Rogers, I don't think they have to reach for anyone because um, the how quick he gets the ball away, how quick he he kind of dissects what the defences are doing. You can get away with okay tackle play. You don't have to... So I'm not sure they'd have to reach for anyone. Saying that, I wouldn't be happy if they go into the season with Brian and Beckton starting or only those two penciled in the stars. Um, so yeah, I, I just think, you know, if, if, if Rogers is there and Simon, just take, take the guy that you think is going to be a game changer. No matter position or whatever. Assuming Rogers is um is like fully on board now, how much influence do you think he has on these picks? Like, do you think he he'll be in Joe Douglas, Robert Sanders here, saying I want this guy, I want that guy, or because I think centers a big question there, right? Like, you'd assume he wants someone he knows he can work with because a center's the quarterback's best friend. Um, do you think he has an influence? Or should, I mean, he's not even on the team yet, so it's probably a bit of a premature question. But. Yeah, but you you see, like Lazard signing through free agency, there was definitely probably some kind of influence there. Whether you know it's not a coincidence. Um, that's interesting because he's he's for a lot of his career, he's had like pro bowl and all pro centers as well, uh, Rogers. So maybe it's something he likes. But at the same time, he's had uh, Bakhtari as his le- left tackle for God knows how long. You know, he's he's always had really good line players around him. So I think, yeah, if I was Rogers and I was coming to the Jets, I'd be banging the table for someone to protect me. And um, I think he would have some kind of influence over it. You're not going to get Aaron Rodgers at 38 or however old he is to your NFL franchise and then not listen to all of you says, you know. I think she's kind of gotten there and have a little bit of that. And I think... That's probably why he's decided to come to the Jets because we'll agree to give him maybe a bit of influence as well. <laughs> All the influence. Yeah, he's like green. You feel there's that jigsaw again though with those uh, I think Betson's a big piece, so I've got sort of a little bit um tax not the right word, but you know, a little bit um question about Betson in, in sort of like the WhatsApp chat, I do feel if 
you know, if they're Adam and, and they're confident in him, then I think that that dictates what we do slightly. Maybe in, you know, we're not going to be moving up to grab someone. You know, I think there's a lot of what ifs around that. Very good point about Hackett. Um, so I think that I think that's key. But yeah, you need no line because I can see this. Yeah, Jay Douglas's job, I think, is relatively safe unless Rogers doesn't sign and we're in an absolute mess. And the other one I can see is that the O line's an absolute shambles and Rogers signs, but you know, he's he's looking into the MetLife sky all the time after being sacked. I think that's I think that's another route for him. Even if we go you know, eight and nine or whatever, nine nine and eight, you know, actually just scrape in. I think there's a real issue. Um, yeah, well, if you look at the roster at the moment, you've got a left tackle that's pushing 40. You've got a right tackle that doesn't like to play right tackle that's never played a whole season since he's been in the NFL, has not played a lot of games. You've got no center. You've got ADTU, okay, who's a really, really good guard. And you've got Lakin Tomlinson, who graded out as one of the worst guards in the league last year. You know, it's yeah, it's, it's totally absolute messing people on. And I think I think enough about that. I mean, I could even I could even see us. We'll ever the you know we'll really move up slightly to with swap the Eagles to nab. You know that type of thing. I could I wouldn't I wouldn't say I wouldn't mind it because but I could see it happening if we're that desperate, which I think we probably are. If we get Rogers, we are going to be desperate. Yeah, if if, if a lot of QBs go in the top, uh, kind of top ten picks. Then people like Carter go and stuff out. I think it's completely feasible that one of the better tackles yes. for the Jets. Yeah, I agree. I wouldn't panic and trade up unless the quarterbacks don't go. Is there's only only the two quarterbacks go, and then people start taking tackles. That means that it could get messy. Then we might have to trade up. Um, would I trade up for a tackle? Um, yeah, but I wouldn't love it. I, yeah, I've seen. I, I I do want that new, grand, new, shiny, at least one or two starting no line because I, um, I I I think that I think it's it's absolutely crucial. It's possibly the sole re not the sole reason. It's over dramatic, but I think that one of our biggest flaws is lack of investment over the last ten years. It recently a lot a lot better, but you know, Darnold didn't have a chance. He did. He with okay, he's uh, and I, you know, there's obviously flaws in the quarterback play, but you know, you look at Dallas. So they've always been there or thereabouts, and they've invested heavily. The Eagles invested heavily. You know, and there's nothing. You can't. I'm not looking going quite that. Jalen Hurts. He's you know, he's like you know, he's like Rogers and Montana put together type thing. He's obviously a very range quarterback, but it helps. It darn helps that he's got a crack at O line. You know, it does. Um, so yeah, it's interesting, but I would, I'm a, I'm a, for the, on the offensive side, I think the offensive tackle is totally crucial. And uh, we always thought that the go back to the offensive line. Mm-hmm. The thing I was going to ask about the current offensive line, the only thing that worries me is about Dwayne Brown a little bit, because I'm, I, I know he's technically still on the roster at the moment, but he's not going to be guaranteed a starting job next year. I wonder whether or not he actually plays when it comes to the season, or whether he just decides to retire in late July or early August, if it looks like he's going to be playing back up somewhere. So I think the only reason he came to the Jets last year is when Beckton got injured, he was guaranteed a starting job. 
So it could get a lot worse than we think. And apologies for waffle. Yeah, I think he starts whatever. You know, they're not going to get two starting tackles on the draft. Um, I don't think... I think if there's a question between him and Beckton, Dwayne Brown starting, even though he's coming off of a surgery and stuff like that, he's he's played for a lot longer. He's played a lot more games. He's been resilient. He played shield injured, you know. He didn't grade out too badly. He blocked well. I think... If it's a choice between him and Beckton, I go for the guy that's got a proven track record of protecting a quarterback and not the guy that's the ultimate boom or bust because, you know, he makes these highlight blocks. Beckton makes some insanely ridiculous looking violent blocks that he, he hasn't played football in two years, you know. Um, you, I don't think yeah, you get for any confidence in Beckton. Yeah, the only other thing with that, though, is you're definitely not going to see Brown again next year, whereas. You need to know if you've got something in back. Yeah, but at the same time, are you taking Beckton's fifth year option? Probably not. In that, in that, in that case, if he comes off, if he comes off one good year, if he has a good year next year, he's had one good year. You have to sign him to a contract, and it's probably going to be a pretty big contract. And after that, do you want to sign a guy to a big contract that spent most of his career injured? Probably not. It's very important. I think this, I think this is probably Beckton's last year anyway. Oh, Mr. Optimist, optimistic over there. And, um, yeah, so, um, good discussion on the Jets. I think we covered pretty much everything. Um, some great breakdowns there. Um, not too much moving away from the Jets, but moving on a little bit. Um, so our next section is all about uh, our draft crushers, which is always a popular, um, topic on Twitter. And maybe some players that you just don't see the hype in or, I suppose in this case the Jets should avoid, but maybe every team should avoid. Um, so we'll start with the latter. Um, because you mentioned before, I've mentioned Jalen Carter, who is um, quite an interesting figure going into this draft because going into it and his on-field play, he is a top, top prospect. I don't think many people can argue. Obviously, you know, it's all of my opinion. But he's had... A really, really bad off season again. I don't think that's um, debatable um, with his pro day and obviously the trouble with the law. But so I just kind of want to get everyone's thoughts on that, and I think we should probably start with Sod <laughs> um, because I think that he's got a lot, lot of things to say. Um, how do we view him both as a prospect and if he did get to thirteen, would you be happy the Jets taking him? Do you think he's too risky? What? What's everything? Just to start off, what's everyone's thoughts on that particular player in, J- in Jalen Carter? I just get Jack Eye polite night man's in it. You know, the guy that everyone said was a first round talent and fell to the third round because of his attitude. I just, no, don't get me wrong, if we take him at 13, I'll probably moan and then I'll be like, oh, do you know what? His upside's great. I'll be on board. But I just, I think when you have that bad a run up to the draft, like, the fact that he wasn't, that he refused to visit teams outside the top 10. And I'm just like, who do you think you are? Like, I remember last year, I think it was uh, Robert Sather said, like, we want to take players that want to play football. Like, they, they don't want to play just for what it gives, like the money and the, and the fame. We want players that play football. Jalen Carr could not seem further from the type of guy that loves the game and wants to, wants to be a great player. I just, I don't see any world in which to just take him. If he's there at 13, if he's there at 42, if he's there at 43, like 
I just think when you're that good, it doesn't matter if your attitudes were up. And I'd be very surprised if he stood in the league in three years, four years. Like, I just think the draw, the lead up to the draft process is basically one long interview. And if any of us went into a job interview and kind of couldn't finish our sentences the way he couldn't finish his drills and got kind of arrested on the way there, and I just genuinely cannot believe someone's had that bad of a pre-draft process that he's still being spoken about in the first round. I just think it's no, don't don't give him to me. Terrible. I will go against I completely by saying it is that for any taken. It's just an elite player. It's, you know, you can try and justify and try and talk yourself out of it. You turn this tape on and he's scary. Um, he would make instantly the team better. Um, yeah, you could talk about character concerns. There's been a lot of really good players that had character concerns. You know, I remember at one point the um, teams had to hire... Um, a security guard to follow Pac-Man Jones about because he kept getting in trouble with PC. It's, you know, if that's what you gotta do, you gotta do. But yeah, just you, you take him. It's just he's just too good a player. He's too good a prospect. He's scary on tape. You just you you do what you have to. If you have to get him babysitter, if you have to make him live in the stadium, I don't care. But you you take him Vita. Do you do you think Robert Sutter and Co would do a good enough job to, to kind of turn him around? Because I, I think I, I do genuinely think Robert Seller probably that's one of his best qualities as a coach. Coach is kind of relating to the players and whatnot. I think if anyone could do it, it could be him. But I don't know. I'm interested to see if you think he could, if he genuinely could change from the way he's been acting as a college player. The, the thing is, we we talk about the way he's been acting, his preparation, and all that. Dominant as a player, and from what I'm getting from that is maybe he's not taking things too seriously, and he's still the best interior defensive lineman to be in this draft maybe for the last couple of years maybe you get some good people around him and you can kind of motivate him a bit and maybe he'll be even better and you're better but right now he looks like he can just be straight off a dominant NFL player and that's why people are still talking about him at the top of the draft is it's an important position and he's incredibly talented I think it can you hear me okay I think it depends where you're aiming at like I don't think we've got the luxury of taking risks like that That, that that's my concern with it Mark like I take on board everything you're saying but it's like the position they're in the only team that hasn't made the playoffs in like forever is like are we really in, in position to be taking like a risk on a potential bad apple sort of thing it, it, if you're one of those teams that are like there thereabouts in top five and it might be the difference maker we can kind of see but and then we've had this sort of discussion before where it, it concerns me on taking a gamble and it's massively backfiring. It can cost a guy's job, right? And I'm just not sure they're in the position to sort of play at those high stakes just yet. It's a bit boom or bust, but maybe it's a boom or bust year for him anyway, kind of thing. It looks like that luxury pick. Like, I don't think we need, we need Jen. I think he makes us great. Like, I think he does that, that position if you pair someone up with Quinn and the like. Of all the positions you need, that's probably not top of the list or near the top of the list. Um, and I agree with you, Mark. Like, it is a, it's a risk. And I I just can't stop thinking about Chikai Polite. I just think <laughs> I thought that that was the state of the draft in the foreground. And did he, I don't think he even made the roster in his first season. Like, no, he got absolute nightmares. Yeah, absolute nightmares. I don't know. I think the thing is the, the quickest path to the quarterback, the shortest distance is from the interior of the defensive line. You can't double team 
two interior guys. So if you take him, either they're going to have to double team him or Quinn, and one of them is going to be be blocked one on one with a guard. You know that, that that's a lot of pressure coming on the fullback. Um, I think you can you can ruin offenses. You can ruin good offenses by having that kind of pressure coming up the middle with two guys like that. Food to. Kind of actually agree with both. To be fair, um, for him to fall though, I mean I've seen him like mock to mock to the Lions at six. Mm. They've got obviously Hutchinson. That would be insane. But <laughs> yeah, I, that's where I think he'll go. Sorry to interrupt, but yeah, I mean, like a, the Lions should take him if he's there. They should take him. No, no question. Yeah, I don't think he'll be decision first to make. I'd be gobsmacked to be fair if he did get to thirteen. Um, but I think he'll go to the line. Sorry, Jonathan, go ahead. No, no, no. I think, I think it goes back to the sort of the, the question of what we're trying to do. And I feel that are they, is the defense is obviously playoff or was last season playoff caliber. Um, and we're only in the out of the playoff size, still argue because of probably the offensive line and Hall. And obviously, you know, some dodgy um, bit of special teams play against the Patriots. Um, and so I wonder if they will focus heavily on the, the elite in the, in the event on the, on the O-line. Uh, the, just to, that's just a total. It just stands out. It's, not, it's almost dangerous, isn't it? It's like a piece of Swiss cheese or something else. You know, it's... Um, so I just can't see us going anywhere different from that. Unless the three of God are all... You know, three to God, right? You can't maybe there. But then you'd need, like, you know, for Carter to be there, you probably would need, like, your Gonzalez um, with the spoons to go, you know, your quarterbacks to go, and then your offensive tackles go, and then all, all the quarterbacks, which is possible, you know, it's possible. No. Let's see. And also, we wouldn't have met with him, though, right? Based on. Well, yeah, yeah, say. yeah. So that's a huge risk to take on someone you've not even spoken to. Exactly. exactly. I, I just can't see it. Offensive tackling should be, it should be, because that's what's the point of going all in with Rogers when he. He'll yeah, he'll be the butt of all gift jokes for the next season. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I honestly think there's zero chance that um, Kyle gets anywhere near us. If if he gets past the Lions, I'd be surprised. I think there's no chance he goes. If he's there for the Lions, they they they, they take him because they would. I I think I think they'd be crazy not to. With the edge rusher, they've got any pressure up the middle. He's the perfect perfect player for them um if they don't take him there's no way he goes out of the top 10 so i don't think it's anything the jets will need to consider um i just don't see a way he can go out of the top 10. someone's gonna nod him for his tape and someone's gonna take him you hope there will be a faller uh, it's just who yeah. mm. that sounds a bit silly but you hope it's one of the offensive tackles that we really like but uh, i should up about that You'd think uh, maybe someone, some team really likes someone like Van Ness and they take him like at 10 or 11 or something. That's in that case, so yeah, people could drop, but I, I just don't think Carter drops. I don't think there's 12 teams that would pass him up. And if there are, there's 12 crazy teams. I think, I think, I think he's going somewhere between 6 and 10. Good discussion. I think that was very well balanced. Um, but keep on the theme of draft crushers, players you don't like, um, I'll throw it out there. Are there any players that people really, really like that maybe have 
uh, going under the radar a little bit, all the stocks just rising this week. Um, or alternatively, if you want to be negative, <laughs> are there any plays that you just don't like at all, you don't get the hype? Um, but yeah, I'll throw that out. Throw me your suggestions. Uh, I forgot his name earlier, but Andre Carter, the edge rusher from Army. Um, he he just looks good. He had, I think, the season before last, he had like 15 sacks or something ridiculous like that. He just looks like a good player. And then Army don't don't have draftable players. I think it's been like 10 years since they they've had a player that's drafted. And 2008 was the last time they had a player drafted. But he just he just looks like an NFL player. And he, I think he struggled a bit in the senior bowl because um, he's not used to kind of playing against the, the bigger college competition. I don't think he's going to be a day one contributor, but I think in two or three years, he's going to be a really good player. And um, I think you're talking early third round for him, maybe late second. Yeah, probably. I'd, I'd probably see him go as a third round, but yeah, I think he's my kind of mid-round draft crush at the moment. What? Just kind of off topic. With... Army and Navy, if they get drafted, can they play straight away? Because I thought there were some rules about them. How does it before Starbuck had to wait in. But they, they can defer their service. There were there were back in the day players that um yeah, like Starbuck he had to wait uh two years, I think he had to choose mandatory service. Um recent years they changed the rules because you've got the long snapper from um the Patriots, uh Karuna. Karuna. Anyway. I Caruana, I think it, that's it's a bit too obscure for me to know the name of every long stuffer stuffer in the league. Bailey, he's Navy, and um, he deferred his service. He does like um, part-time service or reserve service in New England or Boston, somewhere around Boston. And he plays on the team. He's been long stopping on the team for a while. Um, there was also a wide receiver um, out of Air Force a couple of years back, and he was allowed to play straight away as well. So I think it's been the last couple of years they they've let the guys defer their service so they can play in can play in pro pro leagues. Oh. I didn't know that. I thought I thought I thought that was the case. Um, but yeah, I think going back to our early conversation, I think if we were to go edge edge rusher, I think because the class is so deep, um, it would certainly be worth looking towards day two potentially day three rather than on that 30 pick um so that could be an option so that would be quite an interesting option um so is there anyone else out there that people want to discuss or want to bring to life for both positive and negative reasons i would and cry if late or on we took Max duggan TCU. What? Wow. I, I, I'm. I got that ESPN app thing where you can just sort of watch like something. It was a TCU game on, and I just thought it just seemed a bit. Just I just liked his. I liked his character. Is in like never give up sort of like a lot of effort type thing. You know, and he's not. I just. I just think that we're going to have to be thinking as well. Let's be honest. You're going to have to be getting a 38 year old quarterback in two years' time. What the hell are we going to do? And. Are we really going to go give Zach his fifth year option um, type thing, or is he going to be off? Um, so I do think we'll, we'll be taking a quarterback later on. As we, uh, I actually see Doug and available instead of Paul pretty easily, easily. But I, um, and you know, you're, you're in a lottery, I'm not taking quarterback down that, that late on. You know, we've done Bryce Petty, we've done 
it's that guy Morgan and um, yeah, and um, you know, so they do drop, they drop, they do drop off, and you know, I have nothing to suggest the Max Devon will be the next um, Tom Brady, but I uh, just, just like it. Mm-hmm. I like that, and also we've also got more seven so I can take a punter. So like, um, uh, I think we're real late on or not, like someone who take the light the and we're late on. But um, because we'll need, you know, we'll need some of the punters to get just like anything anywhere. Um, but I do like, I do like, I think so what is YouTube that um, Turk, um, Michael, um, uh, he does that hang time YouTube videos. Yeah, and I said, you know, Homer thing. He's a bit of a bit, bit of an interesting character. I watched that. What just has popped up on the thing. I watched it a few times. I thought he's quite an interesting chap. So, um, but football wise, we, we are going to draft a punter. If they do draft to punter, it's got to be Corsac, the, the Rutgers punter. You know, he's only an hour and a half from the stadium already because he's in New Jersey. Uh, he's consensus number one overall punter, and, uh, and I'm a Rutgers fan, so that would make me really happy. If he's not the platform for Rutgers propaganda, we'll allow Syracuse propaganda and nothing else. I I already shouted out as Syracuse, I feel. Um, I've got the weirdest draft crush for you, and it came from me watching random YouTube videos late at night. It's the fullback from um, North Dakota State, Hunter Lupek. Um, seriously impressive guy. He's a, he's a fullback. He's a your normal-looking fullback. He's like six foot, two hundred and something pounds. Um, the average seven, I think, seven yards per carry. And then um, I watched the senior boy, and he just like he catches balls out of the backfield. He lead blocks really well. He carries the ball really well. I don't think I'd ever be super happy for Jets to use a draft pick on a fullback. Um, but yeah, that guy looks really interesting. And um, the great thing about watching tape on fullbacks is it only takes like three minutes. Because I've got in the game how much. So, so that, that's my weird draft, draft cross from recent days of watching YouTube videos and watching film. So I, I, I quite like the chaos of taking a, you know, a D2 fullback, drafting a D2 fullback. I think that would be a, that'd be quite cool. But it's so niche, even for yourself. But yeah, I wish, I wish Rob was still here. He, he, he would absolutely love that. <laughs> well, I like that. I like that. See, I thought I had a random draft cross, but you've completely made me there, Mark. <laughs> um, I like uh, his name now. The wide receiver out of BYU, I think it's Puka Nakua. Puka Nakua, that's it. Um, every year I watch the combine like religiously, just love watching the combine and just listening to the guys just chatting draft stuff. Uh, and every year I feel like there's a couple of receivers that just stand out. Don't know why Nakua stood out to me. Just seemed very quick. Caught the ball very nicely. Um, and a few years ago, I remember watching the draft and seeing Cooper Cup and being like. Oh, this guy's unbelievable. This guy's unbelievable. And I'm not saying I'm a gouting phenomenon, but I mean, I, my my gut was right there, and I'm like, oh, this guy could be could be a bit of a sleeper here. Um, now I don't think the Jets pick him. I mean, I think I remember the SGN said he was just a discount Debo Samuel. Like I just don't see us taking that type of player if we just bought with Miko Hardman. But um, I think he's really cool. I'd like to see how they- you totally take a discount Debo Samuel on your team, though. You know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They're saying that's negatively. If I can get someone that's like Debo Samuel, just a little less good, yeah, sign me up. 
yeah, I, I just think he's probably quite a similar player there to, to Mika Hardman. I don't think you bring him in. But, um, oh yeah, if anyone's 75% of Devo Samuel, they're a top quality player. Um, but yeah, that's my my random draft rush. I don't know if it's still with a liar. Still quite like uh, the fact that Zach Wilson from BYU, and I'm still hoping that Zach Wilson actually does something. I suppose just to be a bit basic, um, or a change. Um, one player that I suppose has caught my eye and has caught literally everyone else's for the past couple of weeks I've noticed is um, DT Kalaja Kansi. Um, a few mocks I've seen us on. Sorry. I've seen a few mocks where we've taken him in the second round. I'd be really surprised at this point if he does drop to the second round. Um, I think it is a position of need. I think um, without the agency, I wouldn't be against taking a DT. Probably, I mean, possibly in the first round, depend on where we pick, maybe not a 13. Um, but I do think he's everything that will complement this defence perfectly. Um, I do think he will go in the first round. I think lower first. Um, I don't think he will end up a Jack. Um, but yeah, if anyone else has seen him and um, want to comment on that, because he is a bit, yeah, his stock has risen a lot the past few weeks. Um, so I just thought it was worth a mention. I feel like build a position of need, um, good player, com- would complement our team, and yeah, it would sit nicely with Quinnan. Yeah, he definitely would. Um, I I don't think there's any chance he goes to the Jets. I don't think there's any chance he, he gets into the second round. Um, would love it if he did. Yeah, and I'd be all for it. Um, but yeah, he's a good player. His stock seems to be rising. You tend to hear these players say a couple of weeks before the draft, even their stock kind of really rises like quickly or really, really drops off. And he seems to be the like kind of the late riser of this draft process. So I think he's probably end of the first round, maybe even kind of early 20s or something like that. Um, but yeah, good player. Really good player. Is there anyone else people want to draw attention to? Maybe for negative reasons? Um, possibly. We love, we love a good bit of pessimism. <laughs> Jeff's fan, so um, if anyone's got someone that they just don't wear. The platform. Go ahead, Mark. I've got no one particularly negative, but um, one guy I really like is the running back out of a and um, the chain. He's he's incredibly fast. Um, he's like Trent and Cannon fast, but a better football player than Trent and Cannon. That that was another obscure reference for a player they got cut from the Jets years ago. Um, but yeah, he's he, I think he ran a four three one something like that four three three. He's blazingly fast. Looks so good with the ball in his hand. Every time he touches the ball, it could go for like an 80-yard touchdown. Um, so I, he'd be a guy I'd be looking for in the mid-rounds. I think if you're, if you're not completely happy with your running back room and you want to add someone that's got just an insane amount of speed, uh, that would be the guy for me. I've got some pessimism for, for, for the year. At quarterback. Um, I do not like Will Levis. I think there's just loads of hype there for no reason. Um, I, I I get the impression that people seem to think he's like the next Josh Allen. Um, I just don't see it. I just I don't think any of the quarterbacks in this class are particularly good. But I particularly don't understand why people love Will Levis so much. Um, 
no particular reason either. I don't don't know exactly what his stats look like. I don't. I just from everything I've seen from him leading up to drop, I just don't see. Don't see why everyone is so certain that this guy is going to be great. I just don't don't see it at all. So someone described him on Twitter as a better looking but less talented version of Derek Carr, and um, I think I kind of, I think I kind of agree with that. <laughs> is, isn't he also the guy that put mayonnaise in his coffee? Or am I thinking of someone else? Yeah, it's him. He's a bit, he's a bit strange. He's a bit strange to say the least. Um, just for that, he deserves to fall out of the first round. Yeah, I don't think he will. I think he will go top fifteen. And I, I mean, mock draft that we do. Um, I've really messed up as a ball rolling, and and I let Anthony Richardson get away from me. So I have to draft Will um, Levis. I'll be left with Davis Mills in a trade or something ridiculous. So I did take him. So I feel like I do have to defend him, even though I can't be doing what you said. Um, I think a bit like Josh Allen. I'm not saying he is Josh Allen. Um, with the right coach, the right. Uh, offensive scheme um, and the right person to sit behind, he can be a good NFL quarterback. However, that's three massive variables that not many players get the privilege of experiencing. Um, so I do agree. I just think for him to be successful, he'd need a pretty close to perfect environment. Um, because he does have arm talent and he does have, you know, raw natural ability in my opinion. Um but he can't be going to someone who needs, you know, he can't be going to like, he's not going to, but he can't be going to like a Carolina, Houston, um, even the Colts. At the, and so it'd be interesting to see where he does go. I think if I had to guess, I reckon he goes mid, mid first round. I think someone will reach for him. Yeah. No, he'll go mid, he'll probably be off the ball before the Jets pick. Um, someone will get completely besotted with the fact that he can be the next great QB um, and they'll take him, but I don't think he will be. Raiders. Raiders, yeah. He's exactly the kind of pig the Raiders would make as well. Um, so it's, it's really possible, yeah. Do you, do you feel that that conversation you just had is what everyone was having about Zach Wilson? The thing is, at some point, like two or three years ago, if you can roll to your left side and throw a 50-yard bomb, suddenly your draft stop went just like meteoric. And then that's now the throw that everyone does in their pro day, but I think Zach Wilson was one of the first people to do it and everyone fell in love with him. And I think if the Jets wouldn't have taken him, someone else would just on pure arm talent alone. No matter how well you throw the football, if you can't read the defense, you're not going to get very far in the league. And um, I think teams are maybe wising up to that a lot more. They're looking at how the players diagnose plays and stuff like that, rather than if they can just launch a football 50, 60, 70 yards. Um, but if, there's always going to be a team who will take a chance on a big-armed quarterback, a big-armed mobile, you know, strong quarterback. So he's not going to he's not gonna fall very far. He's, he's going to be taken by someone, in, I think, before the Jets pick. I, I'd be surprised if he's still on the board when the Jets pick. Yeah, I'd agree. One random quarterback I quite like is um Clayton too. Uh he's got like um very average arm, um, very average athleticism. Um, but he just taking him there. Yeah, but he he just diagnoses really well the uh defensive schemes and stuff like that. You can see he's got a good head on on his shoulders. He's never gonna be a really, really elite um quarterback. 
they be a really good backup, I think, for a long time in the league. I think he's one of those guys that's going to spend like 12, 13 years in the league, probably never being a great starter, but always been a really good backup. Like a high-level backup, like the kind of guy that if your QB goes down, you're not going to completely like implode. Um, I, I quite like him. Uh, I just like the way he reads reads defense. As you can see, he waits for the safety, or he, he kind of sees the safety move in before the safety moves and then makes the front. But athletically, arms jump, he's pretty average from the mill. But I, I think he's just got a good head on the shoulders. And if the Jets took him in the like late rounds, I think that would be a, 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 a good dick. Anyone in Stetson Bennett? No. <laughs> good conversation. Then how are you? However, I think he's interested in the fact that he's so atypical of a quarterback, um, especially anything we've seen in the past few years. And it'll be really fascinating to see one where he ends up. Because he won't end up here, but he just screams New England. Like, just his demeanor, his name, just anything <laughs> about him. He just, I don't, yeah, he's lost. Just, uh, he won't. Um, but I think it'll be fascinating to see who takes a buyer on him. Um, because, like I said, he is so typical. I hope it's on the Jets. Um, that would be a waste of a pick and just pure chaos. I think because he does seem like a bit of a character. Yeah. Uh, but no, Wed, if where do you think people will think he'll end up? Just down the road? Maybe someone like that. Um, someone with like a really established head coach. Um, so yeah, I can see the Pats, I can see the Steelers, someone like that. You, you have to have a head coach that's got the, the kind of personality and the experience that people respect um yeah no i think you know they were new income but then again they've got mac Jones, they've got us out at what point do you have like you you're going to go into training camp with a freeway quarterback competition for qb1 there's only so many reps you know um yeah i, I think maybe steelers could be the he, he went to the steelers in the mock draft did he? Yeah, I think with, with Tom Tomlin as the head coach, you've got this yeah. strong character that's been around the franchise for a long time. Everyone respects him massively. I think that's the kind of head coach that would go to his GM. Okay, you can bring this guy in. I can, I can keep him on straight and narrow. You know. Well, in the mock draft, I think he went in the third round, and I'm talking a selection that shouldn't have been allowed to fly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I should have got a fit victory on that one um i mean that that would be probably the shot of the draft that would be that would be incredible but i agree with i think the steel i think you're both right i think the steelers it wouldn't be the best player to him he's, he's older than pickens isn't he so yeah i know i had you i too agreed him like it's he he is just naturally quite killer like where where does he go like anywhere he like normally you can say a roundabout what round the guy's going to go in, but could he go in the second? Could he go in the third? Could he go in the fourth? Fight? I don't know. If he, someone might like him. I don't think anyone's. Yeah, it's just he's one of those prospects where you just can't like. I don't know. Someone's going to like him, and but yeah, if this is a Jets, I, I'd be, I'd be annoyed. He's also 
very, very old. How old is he? 25? 25, Peter. That's just, I mean, he might as well be, you know, six feet under yeah, the tramp yeah. You know, he's it, it, so, so old, isn't he? <laughs> Sorry, I had to. Um, but no, um, that was some, some great conversations there. Um, talk about hot takes. Uh, this is by far my favourite part of the draft because the hot, some of the hot takes that come out, you know, they're reasonable. Um, you can see the logic behind them, but some of them are just god awful. <laughs> and they're just hot takes for the uh, point of being hot takes. Um, so I'll start with, I think, the fairly hot one. Um, neither, say, neither the Colts or Texans can hit the QB because, and I'll justify this because, and that's a hot, I do think deep down they do take one. They'd be silly not to. But there has been a few rumblings that, you know, they don't like, um, they don't like the QBs that are on offer that um, potentially may be looking to trade down. Um, so, yeah, I think that, I think it'd be very shocking if neither take a QB. Um, but what do people think? And if they are taking the QB, which people are for? Um, I'm not sure the Texans take a QB. Um, I think it's ridiculous if they don't, but I, there's been so many rumblings about them not taking a QB that, um, I, I think there might be some truth to it. Um, the Colts, the Colts have to take a QB, you know, they, why, why wouldn't they? There, there's, there's no reason for them not to, um, unless they're going for full tank for next year, you know, because the quarterback class next year is supposedly a lot stronger, but you know, we, but a lot can change in a year. Um, but yeah, I, I don't. I think the Colts definitely take a QB. I can't see them not taking one. Um, Texans, they should take a QB. Will they? Um, I don't know. But if there's there's obviously rumblings about them not taking a QB for a reason. So. Well, then it, it can just be the normal, you know, kind of draft uh, smoke screens and stuff like that. They come just before the just before the draft starts. I do think, I wouldn't be surprised if the Colts tried to take a shot at Trey Lang um, or like trade for a QB, just a mediocre keeping the back. Because as anyone who's knows, who spent five minutes with me, I think Chris Ballard is unrated general manager against you to operate in the NFL. And he's just a mediocre QB after mediocre QB. Nothing nice to be fair. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if we just gift this year's and just traded to someone to some there. Or someone who's a bit unproven. Um so I suppose that's my reasoning, my deep, you know, irrational hatred for Chris Ballard. <laughs> yeah, they could they could just roll with Nick Foles, you know. Um that that could be their plan and then wait for next year. Like if all the, all the rumblings and all the hype is that next year's draft class is going to be like uh, once in a in a lifetime draft class, you know. So maybe they are just going to run with uh, who they got and endure and Nick Foles and then just wait for next year. Maybe it's it's, it's a slow tank, it's a two year tank. You know? Wait, do they go? Do they go tackle and in review it? That be a mind. Having a sophomore tackle with us of a rookie QB next year. 
Yeah. Or do you just destroy his asset? Or do you just go for a game changing defensive aimer? Um or try and try and trade it away and try and uh, get small picks for next year. If you think if you think the QB class is that good, you wanna be stocking picks so you can trade up if you need to in risk. Anyone got any hot tier? Well, hottish tier. It doesn't have to be extreme. I I'd say I've got a uh, a fairly hot take. Um going along with my Jalen Carr bashing. I think Jalen Carr falls out in the first round. Um, <laughs> I think the fact that the fact that um, he's not visiting teams outside of the top ten, uh, I think that would leave a, a very big sour taste in anyone's mouth if he falls out of the top ten. And I think with someone with such big character concerns, if he does not get picked in those top ten picks, and the team hasn't visited him, I think there's a very legitimate chance that he just falls and falls and falls. Now, I I do understand that is quite a, a really crazy hot day with someone so talented but um i just want to continue bashing on him and hope that hope that it sticks it, oh. Detroit at 18 detroit at 18. can someone photoshop like a guest moth you still have yours with some just spend it all the time just photoshop and that'd be good so glad that's actually a very good point. Larry yeah, like, Tunsil was like the consensus top tackle in whatever year's draft he was in. And all it took was a picture of him with a gas mask bong an hour before the draft for him to fall like a ridiculous map. Now, I had to go there. Regretted that now. Looking back on it, every team would regret drafting him. Absolutely. But I'd say that what Jalen Carter has been up to is a lot worse than wearing a gas mask. Um, so I think there's, I think my, my hot take is sounded a bit less less hot now the more I convince myself of it I I there's zero chance I, I no I can't say there's zero chance but no he's, he's going first round and if he doesn't go in first round it's insane who's that guy we took that was is kind of out of the NFL now which has been first round I want to say like five six years ago Aaron Lee Darren Lee yeah Darren <laughs> Lee be inside linebacker speedy one yes it yeah Darren there was also like Quinn Kirkles who was um was first yep. round defensive end who didn't last very long at all. Um there there's been a lot of them for the Jets, sadly. Um that's the reason why we're at yeah. There's no there's no ten year ten years centre is there that's been around. You know, it's 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 I think coaches I think most if not all coaches have this sort of thing where it's um where they think they can change people. Yeah. And some do. Some do, like, you know, I can change him. Um, it'll be fine once, you know, I, I take him under the ring because they've got the arrogance and some deserve to, some, you know. Um, I mean, Mike Tomlin has dealt with um, Antonio Brown keep under control for so long. Um, that's it's insane when you look back. Um, so I know that was a different tangent, but I do think that, um, I do think that coaches do think that they can um can change people's characters and in some cases that's you know completely justified and the talent outweighs you know the kind any kind of concern for some people it's just hopeless and it just ends up a way to death <laughs> the, the thing is with Tom and not only did he have brian he had levon bell 
I'm Rufflesburger, I'm Martinez Bryan, all in the same locker room, and all of them were absolute nightmares, and he somehow, like, handled it. It's, I, I think that guy should have given, like, a Medal of Honor or something for, for what he did there. Because even, like, Martinez Bryan, the amount of stuff that he got into and stuff, I'm tab all four of them together, that's insane that he managed to kind of make anything function, let alone a winning football team. Um, I got a hot take uh, that Riley Moss is going to be the first white quarterback drafted and then he's going to be straight away converted to a free safety. He's going to be the first white person drafted as a cornerback in a long-ass time and he will be starting day one of camp as number one free safety for as free safety one for someone. A very niche. A very niche update. But nonetheless, um, I'm actually quite convinced it's got to, it's got to be true as well because um, that was be rumblings of teams looking at him as a free safety and he's he's got the size of a, a free safety. He's a bit of ball walking stuff. Uh, um, so yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Would you draft him for the Jets? Really good, really good player. Um, yeah, he, he's just a really, really good player and he's got a sense for where the ball is. He's got good speed, he's got good size, he's big for a corner. You know, um, I would draft him and put him in free safety because the Jets have got a massive problem with free safety and I think he'd be good at it. But if I was a team that needed a corner in kind of the... Well, yeah, was in the the kind of place that I keep saying, the end of the second, start of third, mid-third, yeah, I'd take him. He's a he's a Bill Belichick pick, you know. That's that's like the most Bill Belichick pick ever. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't end up at the Pats. But yeah, I think he's he's gonna be a really good player. Um, he he just looks like a good player. What he did um in college, he was always around the ball. He's just big, strong, fast. He's got everything. But I think could see more change in straightaway to be a free safety. <laughs> I bought a third guy. Um, I do have to get five. Um, am I allowed to talk about Aaron Rodgers in the draft? Yes. As in, I, take, I want. I can. I can see it going past the second round picks, and we still want him. I can just see it. I think. I think the obvious thing is that he'll. You know, day one will happen, and it'll just all of a sudden just fit in, and we'll give the forty second or whatever it is, and we the package. But I can see it, and then I'll start to panic. I think once draft gets going. Was in, I don't know, everything says it, but I'm just so we'll keep those to 240s, which is kind of, I think, I'd, and I think that would be a real opportunity to really build a good team. If you, give it to you. you don't often, I think someone said earlier, you don't often get those two, those two, you know, two second round picks of that hard up. So I think that'd be a really good thing, but I will panic about the narrow, I'll just not sign it. But I think the most obvious thing will be that he will sign and it'll be that second pick on the morning of day two. I actually saw something on Twitter, and it's a bit of a conspiracy feeling, but it basically said that the deal's done, but the NFL has asked both teams to wait to announce it until draft week, to, you know, to cause drama, essentially. Um, that's, that's, that's quite, that's quite tinfoil. I was going to say, it is, but I wouldn't put it past the because ultimately they are an entertainment business, and I don't understand why it's taking so long, but um. Like, we know what each team wants, and, like, did it really take, like, six weeks or more? So, you know, it's been about a month since Aaron Rodgers said what he wants to do publicly. Um, 
does it really take like months and months to figure out whether a deal's going to work or not? So that is very tinfoil hat, but I do think he'll be announced draft week, and it wouldn't surprise me because you know the NFL they like they like the drama, and I wouldn't put it past them. So yeah, I suppose that's a little bit of a hot take, but yeah, I, I think it will get done either during the first round or during the second round. Some kind of day two pick, some players in a guaranteed pick next year, but. Yeah, I, the the closer gets to the draft, the more I'm worrying that they're going to give them the fame pick. And do not want that. Um, you think you think there's a chance thirteenth is even more? Yeah, because we talk about leverage, who's called the leverage, and everything like that. Um, we don't mention the L word. We don't mention the L word. There's gone. There's no way the Jets succeed next year without. A new quarterback on the roster, and the only roster, the only quarterback of quality that's available for the Jets is Aaron Rodgers. And if not, you're going to end up with you're going to end up trading for Ron Tannehill. You know that that that's the that's the second best option at the moment. You know, you would love that. That's like your ideal scenario that Ryan Tannehill comes and just be mediocre on the Jets. Yeah, Ryan and I'd be okay with Tannehill and Henry King, but that's right. Uh, Tannehill was never a player I've liked. I, I always thought it was a stupid pick. Um, when the Dolphins took him, the fact that you kind of like, you weren't sure whether he was a QB or wide receiver when you were like, when you drafted him, it's just for me, it's wild. He's very mediocre. He's insanely mediocre. I, I don't even think he's mediocre. I think if you put on a team where there's not Henry, he's bad uh, or at least below average um i'd hate to see tana help you we can be to the jets but if they don't get rogers i don't see what else they could do apart from put all the that isn't awesome basket and that would be even worse that's probably a good place to wrap things up um you know thanks to everyone um there's an absolutely brilliant player breakdowns there um but thank you, thank you. That was 